Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. Now on the line for us is Michael Goodwin, Pulitzer Prize winning writer for the New York Post's latest column, We Can't Afford Another Debacle, if you get it. He says that Mayor Adams must focus on war on crime, not welcoming Matt for our migrants. Welcome back to Cats at Night, Michael Goodwin. Thank you, Lydia. So, Michael Goodwin, what do you think? Uh, you know, thousand migrants, they're being put up in tents, in a giant tent in the middle of the Bronx there, Orchard Beach. You think this is a disaster in the making? I do. But first, I want to say how amazed I am at how quickly the city is building this tent city. That's what um, about. Mm-hmm. If only it was so quick to do the other things that need to be done in New York. I mean, how long does it take to get a pothole filled? <laughs> uh, how about crime reports where, you know, people call 911 and nothing happens? Uh, not so much 911, but, but they, because they do normally get a response, but it takes time. Why? I mean, the, the ability to do this thing so quickly suggests that uh, there's lots of ability to improve the rest of the government services, too. How about dirty streets and uh, overflowing waste baskets? Think of all the things that could be fixed in, in short order if the city responded this way. Excellent point. Excellent point. But, uh, Michael, it's Richard Weinberg. What I'm most concerned about is the absolute denial by the leaders of the state legislature and the silence of this governor in not addressing the crime problem. They say, look at the statistics, look at the statistics. And every day you hear more violence, more people being killed. We just lost an EMS worker in Astoria doing her job, and she was stabbed to death. From the time she was stabbed to the time she died was less than, less than an hour. And anybody and everybody is a potential victim. What do you say? Well, yes. And look, I, I think that uh, certainly the, the headline, excuse me, the headlines and the discussions focus on murder as properly it should. But when you look at the overall crime, I was talking to a friend today who talked about going to the other side of the street, excuse me, Midtown, one evening, because, you know, a young guy walking toward him wearing a hooded shirt, uh, hooded sweatshirt, and my friend just felt unsafe. And so he walked to the other side of the street where there were a group of people. And when one of the other groups, someone said, are you okay? He said, well, I am now because I'm with you. But he said, and then he looks over, he, he points to the kid, and the kid starts to run. Uh, you have the shoplifting that goes on in a lot of the uh, pharmacy stores where they don't even get reported anymore. Uh, so I think there's a... Yes, there's a violent crime, but there's also a fear. And I think it's getting at that fear. Uh, nobody even talks about it. We're not even close to that yet. And that's what's concerning about Mayor Adams turning his attention to this migrant issue. He's made some progress on the murder issue. Murder and shootings are down 12, 13 percent. That's good. That's a good start. But it's not the finish. And my fear is that he has he has sort of given up getting, uh, as you say, Richard, anything out of the legislature, anything out of the governor. Uh, He doesn't talk about it anymore. He used to go to crime scenes all the time. He doesn't do that anymore. So that's my fear that he's he's sort of declaring victory in the first inning. And it's not going to work. I mean, this this topic is going to come back to bite him because there's once the criminals feel they can get away with it 
they will keep doing it until they end up in jail. So, Michael, I, as David Patterson, I demur to your point. Let's say that what you're saying is true. If he did do that, and now you've got all these migrants running around the city with no place to go, isn't that really going to be criticized even more than the criticism maybe gets now for taking the foot off the pedal on crime for a while? Well, I, I do think, David, that uh, this this is going to add to a, a certain un, a certain sense of unease on the streets. I mean, you've already had the people in um, in the Orchard Beach area, many of whom are of Hispanic origin themselves, talk about their fear of of the newcomers. And the local assemblywoman um, has called for more police in the area. So, yes, I think anything that undercuts the his promise, Adams's promise to make the city safer and to make people feel safer, anything that goes against that grain, I think, is is going to undercut his mayoralty. I mean, he can do all these other things if he wants to, but if the city isn't safe, if people don't feel safer, the tourists aren't going to come. The commuters are not going to come back. And I just think he's playing with fire by, by not... You know, not throwing himself into the crime thing 100% all the time. I, look, I know as a mayor, as a governor, there's a, there are lots of things to do. A lot of people clamoring for your attention, and everybody's need is the most important need. No, uh, but Michael, I, mayor, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. But what I'm saying is, if he has these tent cities, and I don't know how long they can even last, at least he's sort of marginalizing some of the prospective criminals by putting them in one area so at least you know where they are? Mm. Um, that's an optimistic view, David. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's nothing to stop them from getting on the subway well, or, or, well, that's or going a, somewhere that's else. That's a good I point about know. the subway. They're trying, Michael, they're trying to push this disaster called congestion pricing because they need to subsidize the MTA. And who's going to ride the subway if we don't feel safe? Well, that's right. And so, look, you have the MTA has has admitted it's losing five hundred million dollars a year in fare beating. And so we're going to have congestion pricing to make up for the lack of enforcement uh, in terms of the the, the fare beating. So we regular hardworking Americans have to pay for people that are breaking the law. That's right. I mean, and so none of this makes any sense. And things that don't make sense can't go on. I mean, at some point, uh, you know, the whole thing unravels. And that's why, you know, Adams, Adams understood this during the campaign. He would often say, without, there's no prosperity without public safety. Uh, that was true then, but it's true now, too. And it'll be true next year also. And I just think that he is he is distracted now. And, and I don't know if it's out of frustration with the legislature and, and Hochul um, or if it's just, you know, he just really didn't mean it, that, that he thinks he's achieved what he promised. And it's time to take the 
take the spotlight off crime and put it no, on other No, he's not achieved what he promised. We need our city streets safer. And I, I've been saying that all along. And for the next 40 days before the election, we're going to say that every day. We need our streets safe. We need our subways safe. And I think common sense Democrats and common sense Republicans all agree. We want our streets safe. Well, and, and uh, yes, John, and I think what is amazing is that the legislators and Governor Hochul don't seem to get this message yet. It, it's almost they as have though, bodyguards. Yeah, well, I was going to say it's almost as though they live on another planet, but they are not personally afraid. You know, does nobody get killed in Carl Heastie's assembly district? Does nobody get uh, robbed and, and raped well, in the uh, next 40 days? Cousin Senate district. I the, mean, the next 40 days, we are going to be yelling about it and talking about it because every New Yorker has to know we want New York back. Do not give it to the criminals. Let we let's give it back to our citizens. That's all it comes down to. And, and as, as we all agree, it's common sense. You, you just if the people don't feel safe. It's going to impact the economy of this city. You know, the, uh, the, the late uh, uh, congressman, um, oh, I'm blanking on his name, uh, who, who recently died, a civil rights hero, John Lewis, uh, excuse me, said, once said that, you know, everybody knows that poverty causes crime. He said, but not everybody understands that crime also causes poverty. And that is true, that, that the more crime you have, the more poverty you have, because businesses don't hire, they don't invest, they leave, families leave, middle families who have other alternatives leave. I mean, it's all voluntary. The, the, key, the key element here is that it's voluntary to live in New York. You don't, you're not required to live here. And as we see, more and more people are deciding well, it's not worth it. This it's not morning, a deal. This morning uh, in our studio, uh, uh, well, in our, in our conference room, we had uh, Mayor Suarez uh, uh, from Miami, and he spoke to the WABC hosts, and he was very, very good. He spoke to my daughter, Andrea, who's newly elected as the uh, as the uh, chairman of Manhattan. Unanimously. Unanimously. Re-elected. Uh, Re-elected. Mm-hmm. And I understand you're, you're a reporter. You're a reporter. What's her name? Bernadette something. Hogan. Bernadette Hogan. Hogan. Hogan is all up in arms about it. I don't know what she's up in arms about. But so he feels Miami is safe. There's no taxes. Uh, there's only a, a small amount of property tax. And and the way we said it, we got, I got to say these numbers again. In New York State and New York City, $320 billion in taxes for 20 million people. Florida. 20 million people, less than 100 billion in taxes. Mm. Where's the other 220 billion? It's a good question. No, look, and, and, and I've been, I've been uh, writing about that for, for a year, that New York State's budget was double Florida's. And it's one of the reasons why New York State is not growing and Florida is. You can look back, when Mario Cuomo ran for his third term, would have been, uh, what, uh, 94, I believe. Um, uh, yes, 94, I believe. Um, New York had about 19 million people. Here we are, 
nearly two decades later, and we only have 20 million people. And a lot of the people who are paying the taxes left. Now, Dr. Michalos, uh, you had an expression about socialism that sooner or later we're we going to run out of we, money? We quote Margaret Thatcher from the 70s, and to do it with her accent, she said, gentlemen, the problem with socialism is that eventually you run out of other people's money. <laughs> <laughs> and it happened to a lot of countries. <laughs> no, absolutely. And people are voting with their feet. So don't vote. We can't vote party. We have to vote safety. It's vote safety. That's very good. Yeah, that's a good line. And look, you I, know who's look I yelled at my daughter last week. You know why I yelled at my daughter? She took because there was traffic and she took, took the subways. You know, John, none of this would have happened if you would have become mayor. It's all your fault, hey, It is your fault. It's my fault. And well, yeah. you know, it's Rudy's fault because mm. during the primary, yep. he supported Joe Loda. I had a shot. I know you did. You certainly did. De Blasio. You, what do you think, David? Uh, well, I helped you. So it's you Rudy's. <laughs> so it's Rudy's well, fault. He was a common sense Democrat helping uh, me. Even even then, David was a common sense Democrat. <sighs> yes, we he need was. to change one and, sentence. And uh, look, I had even talked to uh, Bill Clinton about supporting me if I would have won the nomination. Yeah, it was regarded in very small circles, but that if John had won the Republican nomination, absolutely, President Clinton. Would actually cross parties and uh, and endorse him. I covered that campaign when I was a reporter for Fox Five, and that was the word. And yeah, I don't know. Well, thank you so much, Michael Goodwin, for all of your wisdom and insight as always. And we'll be looking forward to your next column. Thank you so much. And now we got. Thank you. All. Thank you. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.